السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهديه الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين وسلم تسليما كثيرا ما بعد Brothers, sisters, Islam, hayakum Allah, bayakum. I'm not going to give a long introduction. I would like to dig right into the discussion. And uh, let's change the view here. Yep, here we are. All right. Al-Arba'in al-Nawawiyya, Sharaf Sheikh Muhammad bin Salih al-Thameen, alayhi rahmatullah. And if I'm not mistaken, we stopped at Al-Martabatu al-Thalithatu, the third level, uh, known as Al-Mashi'ah, the will. ومعناها and it means أن تؤمن بأن كل كائن وجودا أو عدما فهو بمشيئة الله It is for you that every existing creature whether its presence or absence the presence of a creature or the absence of a creature is by the will of Allah such as كالمطر such as rain والجفاف dryness or drought الأرض, and the growth of vegetation from the land from the earth and giving life and causing death and this there is no dispute regarding and that is the will of Allah for his actions Similarly, whatever is the action of the creation, then it is also from the will of Allah. The evidence for that is the statement of Allah Azza wa for whosoever amongst you wishes to be upright, however, you don't wish until Allah, the Lord of everything, wishes. Or you don't will until Allah, the Lord of everything, wills. It's a better translation. I apologize. Allah further said, وَلَوْ شَاءَ اللَّهُ مَقْتَتَلُوا وَلَوْ شَاءَ اللَّهُ مَقْتَتَلُوا If Allah had willed, those generations succeeding them would not have fought each other after the clear proofs has come to, had come to them. But they differed. And some of them believed and some of them disbelieved. And if Allah had willed, they would not have fought each other. But Allah does what He intends. So, and the Muslims have unanimously agreed upon the following expression. Whatever Allah wills is, and whatever Allah does not will isn't. That's just a, a very straightforward translation. A more a technical translation would be whatever Allah wills shall, shall be. And whatever, whatever Allah did not will shall never be. So this is something that everybody agrees about. Agrees about. So the action, the action of the slave is done after or by or per the will of Allah. And herefore, or therefore, here we have a we have an issue, a problem. Ishkal from mushkil, uyushkil, uashkala, umushkila. These are words that you hear among people. Uh, I think even in the Urdu language, you guys have my similar terminology for for this uh, concept of a problem, an issue, uh, a dispute of some sort. So what is this issue that we have here? 
إذا كان فعل العبد بمشيئة الله صار الإنسان مجبرا على العمل. Now we're gonna get into the heavy, deep, deep stuff. So if the action of the slave is done per the will of Allah, this means that the human is obliged. He is forced to do the deed that he's doing. Can, because whatever Allah wills shall be and whatever Allah did not will should not be. فيؤدي هذا الاعتقاد إلى مذهب الجبرية وهو مذهب الجهمية. This is taking me back to the days of Al-Aqidah Al-Wasitiyya. This therefore leads to the belief of the Jabarites. And the belief of the Jabarites is indeed the belief of the Jahmites. The Jabariyya who say, أَنَّكَ مُجْبَرْ عَلَى كُلِّ شَيْءٍ أَنَّكَ مُجْبَرْ عَلَى الْعَمَلَ الَّذِي تَعْمَلُهُ This is the Jabariyya. And the Jahmiyya from, obviously, Jahm uh, bin Safwan. عَلَيْهِ مِنَ اللَّهِ مَا يَسْتَحِقُ Jahmiyya. لهم ثلاث ثلاث جيبات كلها فساد. آي 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 آي. And the Jahmites have three jeems, three jeems, all of which are corrupt. الجهم وهذا يتعلق بالصفات. So the first الجهم, which is related to the attributes of Allah, we've discussed in العقيدة الوسطية. والجبر ويتعلق بالقدر and جبر which is related to preordainment or destiny والإرجاء والإرجاء يتعلق بالإيمان and إرجاء is the concept of uh, basically divorcing uh, إيمان from deeds wherein you could do all the evil deeds in the world and still have the إيمان of أبو بكر so basically يرجع يعني is to delay the to delay the the belief from the act from the deed itself and that is related to the matter of faith or iman. Three jeems, all of them, there's absolutely no goodness in them. And that's why we have the statement of the sayer. That's why a person said, if everything is happening by the will of Allah and according to the that which Allah has written for us, then we are in 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 essence we are obliged and forced and coerced, uh, coerced to do these deeds. Isn't that the word? Let me see. Coerce. Come on, Wajdi. Hey, coerce. Oh, is that the British? Coerce. Coerce. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. I got it. أحسنت يا أبا مصعب. طيب. قول لا يخفى ما فيه من الفساد. This statement, however, it is not secret to you the amount of corruption contained within. لأنه إذا كان الإنسان مجبرا وفعل الفعل ثم عذب عليه فهو مظلوم. Because if a person were indeed to be coerced to do a deed, and then he does the deed, and then he gets punished for it, then he is oppressed. That's why if a person, a human, were to force another human to do any deed, then he punished him for that. The people would have reprimanded him and scolded him. So how is it then when it comes to the creator, the exalted in might? So how could we say that if Allah's decreed that we do this then we then we are forced to do what Allah decreed then Allah punishes us for doing that which Allah told us not to do but he decreed upon us therefore in essence we're being we're being oppressed you understand the picture it's 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 crazy to think and to have this belief that's why this expression is considered to be among the most false of expressions. And we in our own selves feel that we're not being coerced or obliged or forced arbitrarily to do something or to abandon it. And we know for sure 
that we are doing this with our complete free will, with our complete choice. وبهذا التقرير يبطل هذا الاستفهام الحادث المحدث وهو هل الإنسان مسير أو مخير. And with this report that we just presented to you, we could nullify this interrogative discussion that is innovated and invented, and that is the question of is the person musayyar or mukhayyar? Musayyar meaning he being he's being coerced coerced to do something. Mukhayyar he is given the free will and the free choice. وهذا سؤال غير وارد and this question should not even be posed وعلى من يسأل هذا السؤال أن يسأل نفسه whoever asks such a question should ask himself هل أجبره أحد على أن يسأل هذا السؤال الله did anyone force you to ask this question the person who is asking the question are do we have a free will or are we forced to do what we're doing the first question you say to him is, first of all, do you feel that anyone forced you to ask this question? Everybody knows that we have the free will and the free choice. No one forces you. When I go, when I go from my house to the masjid, do I feel like someone forced me? No. وكذا عندما تأخر باختياري هل أشعر بأن أحدا أجبرني further if I am delayed by my own will if I purposely you know lag behind do I feel that anyone forced me فالإنسان مخير لا شك so the human has the free will no doubt لكن ما يفعله الإنسان نعلم أنه مكتوب من قبل however whatever the person does we know that it's already been written ولهذا نستدل على كتابة الله عز وجل أفعالنا. That's why we use that evidence that Allah had already ordained or written these deeds for us. وإرادته لها أن الله willed it for us. وخلقه لها أن الله created them as well بعد وقوعها and after they have occurred and materialized. أما قبل الوقوع فلا ندري as for before they materialized and we don't know. وَلِهَذَا قَالَ اللَّهُ That's what Allah says. وَمَا تَدْرِي نَفْسٌ مَاذَا تَكْسِبُ غَدًا وَمَا تَدْرِي نَفْسٌ بِأَيِّ أَرْضٍ تَمُوتٍ إِنَّ اللَّهَ عَلِيمٌ خَبِيرًا No soul knows what it will earn tomorrow and no one knows, no soul knows in which land it will die. Verily, Allah is all knowledgeable and the most subtle. فَإِذَا كَانَ هَذَا هُوَ الْوَاقِعُ بِالنِّسْبَةِ لِلْمَشِيَةِ If this is indeed... If this is indeed the reality of the matter regarding the free will. And Allah Ta'ala yasha'u kulla shay'in, lakin la yushbiru al-ibad. That Allah wills everything, but he does not coerce the slaves. بَلِ الْعِبَادُ مُخْتَارُونَ فَلَا ظُلْمَحِينَ إِذِنْ And yet the slaves have the free will, then there's absolutely no oppression anymore. وَلِهَذَا إِذَا وَقَعَ فِعْلِ الْعَبْدِ إِذَا وَقَعَ فِعْلُ الْعَبْدِ مِنْ غَيْرِ اخْتِيَارِ رُفِعَ عَنُهُ الْإِثْم that's why if a deed, if something that the slave does, an action that the slave does that he does without will, unwillingly, he is not held accountable. The sin has been lifted off of him. Such as the case when a person is ignorant or he is forced by some other external force or, he's for, or he forgot. So then the sin is removed from him because he did not willingly engage in it. وَلِهَذَا قَالَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ This is why the Prophet said, مَا مِنْكُمْ مِنْ أَحَدٍ إِلَّا وَقَدْ كُتِبَ مَقْعَدُهُ مِنَ الْجَنَّةِ وَمَقْعَدُهُ مِنَ النَّارِ He said there isn't any one of you except that it's his seat he already has written for him his seat in paradise and his seat in the fire. There isn't any one of you except that it's already been written for him his seat in paradise and his seat in the fire. قالوا يا رسول الله أفلا ندع العمل ونتكل على ما كتب سبحان الله. They said, Oh Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, should we not then abandon deeds and working and and doing deeds? 
and rely upon what's been written already? The Prophet said, No, work, strive. Everyone is facilitated and guided towards that which he was created for. Everyone is basically facilitated towards that which he was created for. As for the people of happiness, may Allah make us among them or Allah make us among them. They will be facilitated to do the deeds of the people of happiness. As for the people of wretchedness, they will be facilitated towards doing the deeds of the people of wretchedness. ثم قرأ النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم مستدلا ومقررا لما قال. Then the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم recited in affirmation and reinforcement of what he عليه السلام had said. Let me give you the exact translations over here. And يلا. Am I going to get all of the ayat? Oops, nope. Okay, so let me just read it from here. No issue. So we're back over here. Taq. As for the one who gives and is mindful of Allah, is fearful of Allah, and he believed in husna, then we will so we will facilitate for him the ease. As for the one who is miserly and feels self-sufficient, and he lies and denies the husna. The husna is translated in, in many different ways. Some of the scholars say like it's the belief, Islam. Some of them say it's Jannah. Then we will facilitate for him the hardship and the difficulty. The bottom line is that we have to then strive and do the good deeds. We have to strive and do the good deeds. الرزق مكتوب ومراد لله ومع ذلك فالإنسان يسعى للرزق. For example, sustenance is already written, and it is sought from Allah, and yet the person is intended or the person is expected to strive to attain that sustenance. He is expected to strive to attain the sustenance. You don't say, okay, Allah has written for me my risk. I'm just gonna sleep all day. I wake up in the morning, I lift up my pillow, I find a million dollars. Why? Because it's been written for me that I'm going to make a million dollars or I don't know what the amount is, but whatever amount Allah has written for me, I shall find it. La, Captain. La, ya Captain. La, ya Habibi. You are going to go and work, whether you do trade or you get a job or you hustle or whatever it is that you're doing, you're going to have to do the work in order for your sustenance to come to you in spite of the sustenance being written. Similarly, a son, a child that has been written for you. Yet, you strive and you seek to have children by getting married in the first place. And he doesn't say, I will sleep on the bed. And if Allah had a child written for me, he will just bring him forth. وَلَوْ قَالَ أَحَدٌ هَذَا الْكَلَامِ لَقَالُوا إِنَّهُ مَجْنُونَ If someone were to say this, they will say, this guy is crazy. This guy is crazy. كَذَلِكَ الْعَمَلُ الصَّالِحِ So similarly, by analogy, we look at the good deeds. أَعْمَلْ عَمَلًا صَالِحًا مِنْ أَجْلِ أَعْمَلْ عَمَلًا صَالِحًا مِنْ أَجْلِ أَنْ تَدْخُلَ الْجَنَّةِ مِنْ أَجْلِ أَنْ تَدْخُلَ الْجَنَّةِ Do good deeds so that you will enter paradise. No one is forcing you to disobey Allah. Alhamdulillah. وَقَدْ احْتَجَّ الْمُشْرِكُونَ بِالْقَدَرِ عَلَى شِرْكِهِمْ Who preceded y'all in all this? The polytheists, the idolaters have used Qadr as an excuse for their shirk. كَمَا قَالَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُمْ As Allah said about them, سَيَقُولُ الَّذِينَ أَشْرَكُوا لَوْ شَاءَ اللَّهُ مَا أَشْرَكْنَا وَلَا آبَاؤُنَا وَلَا حَرَّمْنَا مِنْ شَيْءٍ If Allah will, we would have not associated partners with them, nor our forefathers, and we would have not made anything prohibited. وَالْجَوَابُ And the answer, قَالَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى Allah said, كَذَلِكَ كَذَّبَ الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِهِمْ حَتَّى ذَاقُوا بَأْسَنَا 
such those who preceded them lied similarly until they tasted our torment. So this excuse was not accepted of them. Because Allah made that a type of lying and he also prepared a punishment for it when he said until they tasted our punishment. If a person were to say, we have a hadith wherein the Prophet acknowledged and approved the use of Qadr as an excuse. That Adam and Musa had a dispute or an argument. Musa Musa said to Adam, You are our father and you failed us. You drove us and you out of Jannah. Because the exiling of Adam or the exiting of Adam from Jannah is because of his consumption of a tree that he was prohibited to consume. So Adam said to Musa, are you blaming me for something that Allah had written for me before he created me? So the Prophet وسلم, said basically Adam, Adam overcame or uh, uh, Musa and the argument. He said it twice or thrice. In another wording of the hadith, Adam, meaning he, he defeated him in the argument. Meaning it was accepted that he said, look, I, Allah decreed it for me. Why are you blaming me for it? This hadith, this hadith, which is in Bukhari and Muslim, uh, is used or held or taken advantage of by those who wish to justify sinfulness by blaming preordainment and destiny. So how do we find a way out from this hadith that is in the two sahihs, i.e. Bukhari and Muslim? Ajaba Shaykh al-Islami ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah bi jawab wa ajaba tilmiduhu ibn al-Qayyimi rahimahullah bi jawab akhar. Shaykh al-Islam rahmatullahi alayhi ibn Taymiyyah gave an answer and his student ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah gave another answer. Shaykh al-Islam قال, Shaykh al-Islami قال, the Shaykh of Islam said, Ibn Taymiyyah, the most beloved uh, uh, of scholars to me, إِنَّ آدَمَ عَلَيِّ الصَّلَاةُ وَالسَّلَامُ فَعَلَ الذَّنْبِ وَصَارَ ذَنْبَهُ سَبَبًا لِخُرُوجِهِ مِنَ الْجَنَّةِ لَكِنَّهُ تَابَ بِنَ الذَّنْبِ He said, Adam alayhi salam committed the sin, and his sin became a reason for him to be driven out of Jannah. However, he repented from the sin. After his repentance, Allah, Allah selected him and uh, accepted his repentance and guided him. And the one who, the one who uh, uh, repents from a sin is like one who is sinless. And it's impossible. That Musa is among those of strong determination among the messengers. That he will ever blame his father for something that he had repented from. And Allah after that had already guided him and, and accepted his repentance. The blame is for the calamity that happened as a result of the sin or as a result of his action, meaning i.e. Adam's action, i.e. the eating of the tree or eating from the tree. And, and that is the driving out of the people and Adam himself from Jannah. 
فإن سبب هذا الإخراج هو معصية آدم The reason behind this exiting from Jannah is the sin of Adam على أن آدم عليه السلام لا شك أنه لم يفعل هذا ليخرج من الجنة Knowing very well that Adam did not do this so that he would be taken out of paradise حتى يلام so that he may be blamed فكيف يلومه موسى So how is it that موسى then will blame him وهذا وجه ظاهر في أن موسى عليه السلام لم يرد لوم آدم على فعل معصية So this is clear that Musa actually did not intend on blaming Adam السلام, for the doing of the sin or for the commitment or for the committing of the sin. Rather, he is blaming him for the calamity which was from the decree of Allah. وحينئذ يتبين أنه لا حجة في الحديث لمن يستدل على فعل معصي. Then we can see clearly that there's no proof or support for anyone that uses this hadith as an excuse or justification to commit sin and say Allah decreed it for me, why are you blaming me? Because he was, he was criticizing and disputing the matter of the calamity of being taken out of paradise and not the sin itself. That's why Musa said, He said, you drove us and you out of paradise. ولم يقل عصيت ربك he didn't say you disobeyed your lord you understand so Musa didn't say to Adam you disobeyed Allah why did you disobey Allah then we could say that and Adam told him you know you're blaming me for something Allah decreed for me it becomes an evidence for those who say you cannot uh, it becomes an evidence for those who say you cannot use that as an excuse you cannot use that as an excuse to justify sin but that's not what Musa said to Adam he said you drew you drove us and yourself out of Jannah and he didn't say you sinned and disobeyed Allah. فَهُنَا كَلَامُ مُوسَى مَعْ أَبِيهِ آدَمْ عَلَى الْمُصِيبَةِ الَّتِي حَصَلَتْ So the speech here between Musa and his father Adam is regarding the calamity that occurred. وَهِيَ الْإِخْرَاجُ مِنَ الْجَنَّةِ And that is to be driven out of paradise. وَإِذَا كَانَ سَبَبُ هُوَ فِعْلْ آدَمْ وَإِنْ كَانَ سَبَبُ هُوَ فِعْلْ آدَمْ Even though the reason in reality is the action of Adam. وَقَالَ رَحِمَهُ اللوم على المصائب والمعاب معائب إن استمر الإنسان فيها اللوم على المصائب وعلى المعاب إن استمر الإنسان فيها so the blaming is on the calamities and the deficiencies if a person were to be persistent upon them so this was the answer of Sheikh Al-Sabah Ibn Taymiyyah عليه رحمة الله أما تلميذه ابن القيم as for his student أما تلميذه ابن القيم مضاف مضاف إليه رحمه الله فأجاب بجواب آخر he gave another response and he said, إن اللوم على فعل المعصية بعد التوبة من منها غلط. He said, uh, blaming someone for committing the sin after repenting is wrong. وأن احتجاج وأن احتجاج الإنسان بالقدر بعد التوبة من المعصية صحيح. And a person using قدر as an excuse or a justification after Repenting from a sin is correct. Allah, deep. Allah, this is deep. Listen, pay attention, Akhwan. Understand the subtlety and the intricacy of the subject matter. If a person were to consume alcohol, and you started blaming him after you have repented a sincere repentance. وقال, and he said to you, This was something that was decreed upon me. Otherwise, I'm not among those who consume alcohol. And you see in him like sadness and regret. You see a lot of regret and, and, and pain over the sin. Ibn Qayyim said, there's, no, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. وَأَمَّا الْإِحْتِجَاجُ بِالْقَدَرِ الْمَمْنُوعِ As for the type of using or, or justifying your sin with قدر, that is, the type that is prohibited is أَنْ يَحْتَجَّ بِالْقَدَرِ لِيَسْتَمِرَّ عَلَى مَعْصِيَتِهِ That you use قدر as a justification or an excuse to continue in sinning. كَمَا فَعَلَ الْمُشْرِكُونَ Like the idolaters did. As for a person using qadr as, as a reason to defend himself, even though the blame has been removed with his repentance, there's no harm in it. So if someone were to tell me, 
yeah, how is it that in the past you were Buddhist? And how is it that you did this? And how is it that you did that? And then I could clearly turn around and say, yeah, what do you want right now? I am done. Alhamdulillah, I'm a Muslim and I'm trying to give da'wah to Islam. Are you going to blame me for something Allah Azza wa had decreed upon me? Are you going to blame me? Allah decreed it upon me for something that Allah knows. So there's no harm in using the past, something that you have repented from. There's no harm in using that past to explain, oh, look, man, stop tripping. It's done. Khalas. I've done, the, I've done my tawbah. Don't, don't blame me for it. It's already been archived and done. Versus you tell someone, yeah, stop smoking. He tells you, yeah, Allah decreed for me to smoke. I'm, I'm not, it's the qadr of Allah. So I'm going to keep smoking until Allah decrees that I stop smoking. You see the difference? Do you get it, guys? Do you get the difference? I'm sure you do, inshallah ta'ala. All of you are smart. This answer, this reply is clear. You can even imagine it and visualize it from a near point, from a near distance. Even though the statement of Shaykh is, is more uh, uh, accurate and more correct. There's no harm in also responding with the same response that we get from Ibn Qayyim. Ibn Qayyim said, uh, An example or a, a, a similar, something that is similar or anonymous to this, أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم حين ترق ابنته فاطمة وابن عمه عليا رضي الله عنهما ليلا فوجده فوجدهما نائمين. When the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم knocked on Fatima and his cousins door Ali may Allah be pleased with them at night. So he saw he found them sleeping. So they were both sleeping. فقال ألا تصليان he said, should you guys not wake up and pray? Yani he's, he's encouraging, encouraging them to pray. It's as though he basically was, was criticizing them for not being up and praying. Why don't you get up and pray the night prayer? Ali said, <laughs> This story is amazing, Allah. Ali said, Ya Rasulullah. He said, oh, Messenger of Allah, inna anfusana biyadillahi azza wa jal. Our souls are in the hands of Allah, in the hand of Allah azza wa jal. Fa'idha sha'an yab'athana ba'athana. If Allah will to wake us up, he would wake us up. Fa'kharaja al-Nabiyu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa huwa yadribu ala fakhidhih. So the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam left while he was striking his thigh. ويقول وكان الإنسان أكثر شيء جدلا. and he said barely the human was and it's recording an ayah from Surah Al-Kaf and the human was the most argumentative creature. the most argumentative and disputing creature is the human being. لأن علي رضي الله عنه دافع نفسه بأمر بأمر انتهى وانقضى because علي defended himself with a matter that was already concluded and done. سبحان الله. ولو أن إنسانا فعل معصية. so if a person were to commit a sin, وأردنا وأردنا أن نقيم عليه العقوبة حدا. we wanted to we wanted to execute the penal code. we wanted to apply the penal code against him. أو تعزيرا or any type of punishment. وقال أنا مكتوب علي هذا. and he said this was written for me. this was written decreed upon me. ولنفرض أنه زنا والعياذ بالله. let's say that he committed fornication or adultery. وقلنا اجلدوه مئة جلدة or this in this case it is fornication and we said لعش ما hundred times وغربوه عاما عن البلد and abolish him a year for a whole year outside of the 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 country فقال مهلا he said wait slow down هذا شيء مكتوب عليه this was something that was decreed upon me أتنكرون هذا are you denying that it was decreed upon me فسنقول لا ننكره we say no we don't deny that فيقول لا لوم عليه هو سيدنا I'm not to be blamed فنقول ونحن سنجلدك ونقول هذا مكتوب عنا we will also lash you and we will say that this was written this was written for us as well وذكر and it was mentioned أن سارقا رفع إلى أمير المؤمنين عمر بن الخطاب that a thief was brought to the the prince of the believers عمر بن الخطاب فأمر بقطع يده so he commanded that his hand to be cut off فقال مهلا يا أمير المؤمنين he said slow down slowly Hold on, O Amir Mu'mineen. Wallahi ma sarakhtu illa biqadar illa. 
He said, Wallah, I did not steal except by the qadr of Allah. وهذا جواب صحيح and it is a correct answer. فقال عمر and عمر said ونحن لا نقطعك إلا بقدر الله and we will not chop off your hand except by the decree of Allah. فغلبه عمر رضي الله عنه عمر overcame him then in the argument may Allah be pleased with him. بل نقول rather we say إننا نقطع يده بقدر الله وشرع الله. We say we will chop off his hand with the decree of Allah and with the legislation of Allah. فالسارق سر سرق سرق بقدر بق فالسارق سرق بقدر الله the the thief steals with the decree of Allah لكن لم يسرق بشرع الله but he did not steal according to the legislation of Allah according to the لا 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 according to the legislation of Allah ونحن نقطع يده بقدر الله وشرع الله so we will chop off his hand with the decree of Allah and as per the legislation of Allah ولكن عمر رضي الله عنه سكت عن مسألة الشرع but عمر did not mention the matter of the legislation من أجل أن يقابل هذا المحتج بمثل حجته so that he will respond to this argumentative person with a, with a similar argument فتبين الآن أن الاحتجاج بالقدر على المعاصي باطل so we understand now it has become clear that using قدر as a justification for sinfulness is false والاحتجاج بالقدر على فوات المطلوب باطل ايضا and also you using قدر over missing something that is something that was desired is also false ولذلك نرى الناس الان يتسابقون الى الوظائف باختيارهم ولا يفوتونها we see people now racing against each other and and competing to acquire certain jobs willingly and they do not let that opportunity pass them ولو ان انسانا تقاعس ولم يتقدم لامه الناس على هذا if person were to procrastinate and not move forward with this the people will blame him which all clearly indicate that the person has a free will and a free choice so then the, the person who uses the decree of Allah to justify his sins against Allah has been nullified. And we further say to him, You have assumed or you have decreed that Allah had written the sin for you, so you disobeyed him. You assumed. You assumed. Why did you not assume that Allah had written obedience for you and therefore you obeyed? Because either way, Qadr is a, is a hidden secret. It's a concealed secret that no one knows except Allah. We don't know what Allah had decreed except after it takes place. So if you have, if you have uh, uh, committed a sin, then why did you not uh, uh, commit an act of obedience? وتقول إنها بقضاء الله وقدر and then you would say this is according to the decree of Allah سبحانه وتعالى and his قدر والأمر واضح والأمر والأمر والحمد لله واضح the matter and all praise to Allah is clear ولولا ما أثير حول القضاء والقدر لكان لا حاجة إلى البحث فيه لأنه واضح جدا and had it not been that the people brought up this matter of the decree and the confusion regarding it we would not even need to discuss it because it is very clear وأنه لا حجة بالقدر على فعل المعصية that there is no Justification for the sinner uh, uh, by using decree to remain sinful. Nor to abandon the obligatory act of worship. The fourth level is al-khalq, the creation. Anything in the universe is the creation of Allah. So as to what Allah uh, uh, brings to brings to, to pass, or brings to life from his actions, such as rain and the growth of, of uh, vegetation, and the likes of that, it is all the creation of Allah, absolutely no doubt about that. As for the action of the slave, okay, the action of Allah, rain, uh, vegetation, this is from Allah. Then what about the actions that you do? Is it also the creation of Allah or no? Al-Jawab, the answer is Naam Yes, your deeds, your actions are the creation of Allah. Faharakatul insan, the movements of the human being, me moving my hand. Allah created these movements. Allah created this. Allah decreed this. Allah created it. Wasakanatihi, even your lack of movement. 
كلها مخلوقة لله. All of it is created by Allah. All of it is Allah's creation. ووجه ذلك. How do we understand that? أولاً, first of all, أن الله عز وجل خلق الإنسان. First of all, Allah created them a human. وعطاه إرادة. And he gave him a will. وقدرة. And he gave him ability. به ما يفعل. With those two, you're able to do things. فسبب إيجاد العبد لما يوجده الإرادة الجازمة والقدرة ماذا؟ The, the reason behind the presence or the existence of the slave, of what he brings forth, of this strong resolve and determination and complete ability, those two attributes are actually created by Allah. And the creator of the reason is the creator of the, the byproduct of the reason. Second of all, the human being is a human being with his body and with his description. Just like you're, uh, you are a creation of Allah with your body, you're also the creation of Allah with your attributes and your description. Your attributes is more accurate. So the, the, the action, therefore, the deeds that you commit or that you do are also the creation of Allah. Just like uh, height and shortness, uh, whiteness and blackness, fat and skinniness, fatness and skinniness, or thinness, all of these are created by Allah. Similarly, the actions of the slave are created by Allah. Because it's, a, it's an attribute of your attributes, a trait of your traits. So the one who created the, the root created also the attribute. What indicates that is the statement of Ibrahim to his people. Do you worship that which you, which you carve? And verily Allah created you and that which you do. It has two interpretations. The first So this is grammatical. The meaning of which is that Allah created you and created your deeds. This now becomes clear-cut evidence that the actions of the human are the creation of Allah. Again, this is the breakdown, the grammatical breakdown of whether ma is masdariya or ism mawsul. The meaning will differ, however. Allah created you and created that which you do. According to this interpretation, we could say It's also indicative that Allah created the actions of the slaves according to this establishment. Because if the outcome, the action is the creation of Allah, so then the deed itself should be then therefore is created. That which is done is only done because of the action of the doer. The human. The person is the one who engaged the deed which resulted in the occurrence of the deed. So if the outcome, the end result is created by Allah and that is the action of the slaves, this necessitates that the action of the slave itself is created. So whichever interpretation you look at, both of them now are indication that uh, the actions of the slaves are the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And as much as I wanted to complete and cover this topic, however, we're going to stop here at the fawa'id of the hadith, which we will resume uh, next week, inshallah ta'ala, if Allah gives us a long life. We will stop the screen sharing. I have to go to the gym, inshallah, and I'm excited to go to the gym. It's been a minute. It's been like two days. I feel like uh, since Friday. I didn't go yesterday. So uh, I'm going to have to bail exactly at 2.30, inshallah. Olive oil is back in the house without any bread. Brother here in West, many jobs of some haram aspects, and my parents want me to work. Example, receptionist might be involved in late payment fees, alcoholic medicine, even if job is halal in you might end up meeting some haram in that job. What should I do? I have no university degree. Look, man, if you are expected to look after your family, if, if I don't know, first of all, are you a male or a female? Are you a brother or a sister, Olive Oil? 
Please answer immediately. Okay. Anyways, let's take to both scenarios. If you're you're a man, okay. If you're expected to look after your family financially, then you are in this, and there's absolutely no other options. You choose the job with the least haram possible, and within that job, you avoid the haram as much as you can. Okay, you find the job with the least engagement in haram, and 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 when at the job, you avoid the haram as much as you can. Because of necessity, because you need to earn a living to look after your family. If this is just uh, just you getting spoiled and you just want to make more money and you're, you're suffice, you don't need that, then no, you cannot. Now, next. Assalamu alaikum, akhi kareem, alaikum salam, There was a question that was asked previously about a brother who was being prevented from the jama'ah by his mother and he mentioned that he couldn't hear the adhan. Okay. Next, next is question number one. Where's two out of one? Where's two out of one? One, two out of two. Yo. Can't find it. Okay, next. I noticed the ayah 11, 12, Surah An-Nisa were missing from the tafsir playlist on the website. I wanted to let you know. <gasps> Subhanallah. Why? Surah An-Nisa? We didn't do Surah An-Nisa. Oh, from the audio files? The audio files? Inshallah, we will cover them uh, in, in video. Yeah, I don't know what happened back then. I probably forgot the recorder or something. First, learn properly reading Quran in Arabic or read English translation. Is it permissible to watch atheism? <laughs> Wait, are you telling me to first learn properly reading Quran? Okay, as far as I know, Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen, I, I don't have a problem in reading the Quran, nor do I have a problem in reading Arabic. Uh... Ah, no, you're not talking to me. You're asking, do you first learn how to properly read Quran English, Quran and Arabic, or read English translations? Ah, okay. You do both. You do both. Okay, so, you, I mean, come on, man. Please pose a better question. Is it permissible to watch atheists and ex-Muslim videos? No, absolutely not. 100% haram to watch atheists and ex-Muslim videos. Absolutely haram. 100%, no doubt about it. Do you think it's better to give da'wah to a non-Muslim married couple than to a single individual? Why? You, you, we don't know which is better. You don't know. Give da'wah to all. Give da'wah to everybody. Why you have to select one without, why either a couple or a single? I don't understand the question very well. Naam. Yalla hujjaj. Yalla akhwan. Yalla akhawat. Yalla, yalla baba. Yalla. Can we take knowledge from Maulana Zingi Bingi from Takatuku? Uh, you should probably avoid him, especially since he's a fictional character that I invented. Is it permissible to watch Atheist? Nope. We already fixed that. Next. So I got to start. All my year again from 9 to 12 till I graduate. What? Why are we with three? How is that three out of three? Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, basically, it looks like uh, sometimes YouTube, for whatever reason, they censor certain questions. So we only got three out of three. We don't know where one out of three is or two out of three is. Sorry, uh, young crow. Uh, is it permissible to listen to Mishari uh, Al-Afasi? Yeah, you can listen to him reciting Quran. I read a comment saying Musa Richardson advised against him. Uh, okay. Well, I mean, he, Musa Richardson ag advised against uh, his nasheed and some of his behavior, uh, which, which is a valid criticism. I personally don't like Mishari uh, Al-Afasi uh, at all in every respect uh, when it comes to these matters. And I don't even like his recitation. To be honest with you. But if 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 he's just reciting Quran, it's fine, inshallah ta'ala. Um, yeah, and which recited your advice we listen to? Wallahi, يعني, uh, if you really want to get proper Quran, I would recommend uh, Al-Husari. Al-Husari, uh, Rahmatullah Alayhi. And there's, uh, there's another guy that I found was an amazing recitation here. But anyways, I can't think of the name right now. Yalla, muhim. Please ignore my name and profile. Uh, pick someone got control of my account and I changed my name. Angelical meditation. MashaAllah. Tabarakallah. 
have to wait 14 days to change it. The question is, what is the meaning of the ulama or inheritors of the anbiya? Meaning, uh, when when a person is, a, is an heir or as an inheritor of someone else, he, he usually takes uh, over the wealth or property or something of the sort. But as the hadith mentions, uh, the prophets and, uh, did not leave behind any wealth, financial uh, assets. They left behind knowledge. So whoever takes it has taken an abundance of good. So their inheritance meaning the knowledge that guides you to Allah is left and given to the prophets uh, is given uh, to the prophets. The prophets leave it behind uh, uh, for the scholars and the scholars, the people of knowledge are the ones who take this, this wealth which is knowledge, and they disseminate it, and they preserve it, and they protect it, and they teach it to the people. Now, is it permissible to watch a khalas? Khalas. That's the fourth time that we read the same question, ya Jamaat al Khair. According to the law of conservation of energy, energy cannot be created nor destroyed. Kufr. This is kufr. Of course, it implies kufr. Energy can be created and can be destroyed. Kalam Fadi, Kalam al scientists, these scientists are, are as dumb as they get. Uh, what made you change your position uh, on ruling on photography with phones? Uh, what made me change the position is a number of fatawa uh, uh, that I've that, that I came across and that I read thoroughly and that I looked into, and it convinced me that the uh, phone or the, what is intended by taswir at the time of the Prophet ﷺ cannot possibly apply to uh, the digital images that are made by a phone because they lack the element of you trying to uh, compete with Allah in his quality of khalq and taswir because the hadith mentions that the reason why these people are being punished is that they're trying to compete with Allah in taswir so when you draw something, you're competing with Allah in the quality of creation and, and creating images. When you sculpture something, you are competing with Allah in the quality of creating or making images. But when you take a picture of someone, you're just, you've snapped a moment from a person's life. You've snapped a moment from that person. You've paused a moment. You did not compete with Allah in creating anything. In fact, you just took a, a snapshot of uh, the creation of Allah. You did not engage in any competing with Allah in uh, as the hadith says. It will be said to them, uh, to the musawwirun, uh, give life to that which you created. But you didn't create anything by taking a picture with the phone. You understand? Yet, yet, anybody who is on of the position, anybody who's of the position that is not permissible, I will never tell you otherwise. I will never advise anyone who takes the safer option or the safest position that is, is impermissible to take pictures. I would never tell a reconsider. I say, Jazakallahu khayran wa ahsanallahu ilayk wa zadakallahu hirsan wa wafakakallahu lima tuhibbu wa tarda and I give you the full support and I love, I, I am happy for you. I don't promote my opinion. It's an opinion that I hold for myself. You ask me, I answer you, but I don't promote otherwise. If you want to take the safer position, please be my guest. Now. There's a Salafi brother, he narrates a hadith, something about a prophecy, paraphrasing how the Arabs will stop using camels and use something like a box. Is this referring to cars? Is it authentic? I don't know. Ask him. If trousers are generally pretty loose, but when in sitting position, the shape of the knee and part of thigh is shown. Is prayer valid? Yes, it is. And the rights of parents is of course massive. Walakin, he will be deprived from jama'ah and reward. To this, is this appropriate? What? This is connect in connection with another question which you obviously don't have right now. Okay, from the Jama'ah by his mother, and he mentioned that he couldn't hear the Adhan. Okay, go back now. And the rights of parents is, of course, massive. Well, like, and he will be deprived from Jama'ah and the word, Yeah, Allah irham ahlak, Ya Baba, Ya Baba, hey, hey. من ترك شيئاً لله عوضه الله خيراً منه. Whoever abandons something for the sake of Allah, Allah will give him something better in return. 
we asked his brother, why are you not going to the jama'ah? He will say, A, because the adhan I cannot hear with my own ears, therefore it is no longer obligatory upon me. B, my parents want me to stay home. So are you not going because you're lazy? No, it's because I'm trying to obey my parents and make them happy. Allah will give you the reward of the jama'ah and more than the jama'ah and the reward of being obedient to your parents and being dutiful and all the reward that you're looking for is going to come your way because the only thing that prevented you from going is obedience to Allah. I guess, uh, don't look at it so transactionally. You're dealing with Allah Azza wa Jal. You're obeying your parents. You don't, you don't hear the jama'ah. You don't hear the adhan. It's not obligatory on you to attend. Now you want to discuss it with your parents and you know let them allow you to go. Alhamdulillah. If not, obey your parents and get the reward of jama'ah while you're sitting at home. Which to be end. In CyberSec, consulted firms are used to secure assets of cover governments. Is that work? I have no idea. Consultants firm are used to secure assets of cover. I don't know, brother. You need a fatwa on this. Is Mudaraba financing in Islamic banks permissible? I also don't know. That is not my field. It is not my field of expertise. Finances and everything related to finances and banks is not my field of expertise. So I don't speak about them. You ask a faqih. Naam. If we travel by plane from the from UK to do Umrah, is niya for Umrah meant to be made at the time the plane fly over the miqat, i.e. before we land? It's not called the niya. It's called the initiation or the ihram, the entrance of ihram, uh, where you enter the restriction phase. And yes, that is supposed to be over the miqat, before you land. Usually, they will announce it on the plane. Hopefully, you fly Saudi Airlines, where they will, you will find a musalla on the plane, mashallah, tabarakallah, no alcohol being served in spite of the haters. And then they will say, uh, you know, din, 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 an fawqa miqat. They make this uh, usual announcement and then خلاص, you could say لبيك اللهم عمره and you're good to go. أرجو الانتباع صالة الفرسان تود التنبيه بأنه قد بدأ تصعيد ضيوف رحلة السعودية S V واحد واحد أربعة والمتوجهة بمشيئة الله إلى الدمام Anyways, Salam, I've traveled so much, I've memorized all the uh, airport announcements. Salam, bro, if I walk into the masjid while the adhan is being called, do I pray tahit, tahiyat masjid or wait till adhan is finished? If you walk into the masjid while the adhan is being called, uh, if there's, no, if the adhan is being called, meaning you have time, it's better to remain standing and repeat after the muadhan and make the dua after the adhan and then you can pray tahiyat al-masjid. However, if it's on Jumu'ah and you walk in on Jumu'ah, yes, begin the salah immediately so you can finish and start listening to the Imam as opposed to praying during that time. One more minute and I'm outie outie. Yeah, captain with this two of three or three of three. If you have high school degree or uni or college diploma, I'm supposed to be by in grade 12 graduated this Oh, I'm stressed, so I got to start all my... I don't... What? Uh, you've done a poor job in in, in, uh, in, in putting these questions in one shot. Uh, yeah. So I don't know what's going on. I'm sorry, I don't understand. This question needs to be asked elsewhere. You try, guys, not to write an essay when you ask a question. I started wearing hijab, mashallah, tabarakallah. And I have my clothes from before hijab, like pants and shirt. Is that allowed to sell them? If not, what should I do with them? You wear them at home. You wear them at home when, when you have guests over, when your sisters are coming over. You could still put on your nice shirts and nice shorts and nice pants or whatever it is that you wear. You keep them. You keep them and you wear them at home when there, there's a family occasion where you need to dress up for it. You're not going to wear your hijab and jilbab at home. Don't sell them. Don't sell them and don't do anything with them. Because if you sell them, people are going to wear them in the street. And then you bear that sin. Keep them and wear them on occasions where you are at home. Simple. All right, that, that's it. Uh, a brother would like his wife to wear niqab. How will he best approach this? Barakallah fikum. Oof. Well, by telling her uh, how he feels. 
uh, and being nice and get reminding her of all the reward that Allah has written for that. It's an act of worship and it's more modest and it's better and whatever and all good and dandy. Alhamdulillah, if she listens, congratulations. If she doesn't listen, then he's going to have to be a little bit more firm. Which is, hey, you better put on this niqab, girl. Lest you want to go in separate ways. He has a right to force her to wear the niqab. And she has to obey her husband and wear the niqab. Now you try the nice way. If the nice way doesn't work, then maybe she wants the highway. Then you give her the highway. But she has to comply with her husband and put on the niqab. It's not negotiable. Because it's a valid act of worship. And he's following something that is established in the deen. So, you know, uh, hopefully the lady won't be that dumb. And she will just comply with her husband. What's the big deal? What is the big deal? When it was uh, COVID, everybody was rocking masks. MashaAllah, the entire world, kuffar and believers were wearing People wearing two, three masks on top of each other. You couldn't even see people's faces anymore. And, and oh, everybody was managing somehow. But when we do it for the sake of Allah, you can't breathe and you can't see and you can't jump and you can't lump and you can't pump and you can't dump. You're just being a wuss. You're being a, a, a spoiled little creature. And you're letting the shaitan mess with your brain. Put on a niqab. Have a good all day. Good all night. Good all good night. And good all I'm leaving right now. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Ishada. Allah al-Azim. Ya khshayat. Jannanunik.